Howdy! Cannon Calls is back. This week, I interviewed Darren Doan about comments that he made on his last appearance about how we should think about where we live. We talk about his podcast, The Doancast. And lastly, he tells us about a phone call that he had with Boss Rutan. Before we get started, I wanted to mention that Douglas Wilson's brand new book, Productivity, is now available at canonpress.com. And it is absolutely essential if you want to steward your time and productivity well in 2020. So do not waste time. Go get that and conquer 2020. All right. Without further ado, the first guest of 2020, meet Darren Doan again. You're back. I'm back. back. Yeah. Cannon calls us back. 2020. It was uh, an electric finish. Yeah. One of the most listened to. Right. uh, It was the Chocolate Knox. Wow. So Chalk Knox had the the most. Not the most. Oh. Rachel Jank did, but he like skyrocketed because there were a lot of hate listens. He's he's bringing that, you know. We talked about the founder stuff is what it was. That's right. Yeah. So there was a lot of dust ups with. But yeah, it doesn't matter. And you're my source for this. Remember, that's that's why I like talking to you because, like, I feel like I've really kind of been out of the game yeah. a bit here on so it, all this stuff. You've gone way deep into the NBA, but you've gone out. We need an ESPN Plus okay. <laughs> right, yeah, religious tracker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Darren Doan, thank you for coming on, dude. Wow. I, I would like for you to direct the listeners. There's we're We're in different positions. We are, yes. Yes, you've given me what I believe is if the mic goes bad, it's going to go bad on you and not it me. It will go bad on me. Right. And I'm being vigilant. Okay. Can you tell everybody about, look how much like I'm eating this mic. You, no, you are. I'm vigilant. I've got video for. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, I'm vigilant. People who enjoy my content, they they can see you pretty much. You know, eating this thing. Yeah. I mean, you. I was actually going to say like. Do you I'm eating it. Close? No, I, I'm going to be because it's, we get going, guests forget what we're doing. They kind of sit back here. They get tired. I've gotten, speaking about Chalk Knox had a lot of listens, I've gotten more texts and questions about the way you ended your first podcast. Okay. And I don't know if you can remember that far back. Yeah, because I'm, 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 like, I'm like a daily guy now. So you, at the very end of our last podcast, threw out haphazardly, as you do, that Moscow, a little bit of a like Moscow elitism, about our geography. Oh right, yeah. And right, right. I was really because if if you're gonna boast, you boast, in, boast in on your geography. Geography. Yeah. Our type. What was the? But didn't didn't we find the other word that we were actually talking about? Typography. That <laughs> oh, topo- ge- topography. 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 Yes. It's more of the topography. To, it's more of the topography. Right. I, mean, I love James Jordan. I I can do typography. Ology. Right. Well, I wonder what topology is. Right. Maybe that's what you were doing. A lot I, of questions I on that. I could have been doing that, right. A lot of questions on that. And then... Um, and you think people cared about that comment? I know people cared about it. Really? Yeah. Well, and even just the idea that uh, we... I told the story about how when I first got here, yeah. I was doing stuff... What were the questions? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really curious. Like, why? Like, why do you... Th- well, what maybe were some of the questions that kind of helped me? And then what... Yeah, and so... What, what do you think people were asking? Right. So what had happened was I told the story about how I told you what my plan was. Right. And it was I'm going to go to school here. Right. And then I'm going to I'm going to head out and try to take this stuff elsewhere. And I told the story how you said 
where you go, where you, why would you leave right. here? Why, where are you going? That's right. You know, there's still work to be done here, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, uh, I mean, that I was, I don't think we've even started. Right. Yeah. That is what you said. And then that was, so that was 2017 probably. Right. We just hit the 2020 mark. Yeah. I've graduated. That was in 2018. So I'm still here. Right. I really heeded your advice. Right. I don't think you think I do that, but I do. Okay. Yeah. I think I was pretty rough on you for a few years. And so here I am, still here. But once I knew you were a UFC fan, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> oh and then yeah. I got rid of Jacob. I was like, he's not my yeah. friend anymore. And like, right. You, like you were my friend. I feel good about that. Good. So all that he say. He was kind of like a, he wasn't like a rebound right. friend, but he was kind of like a, like, like, a, like a hate friend. A hate friend. Just to get at you. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Mean Girls. I know what it is. Okay, good. Um, so anyway, I, there were a lot of questions in in the sense of like, wow, do you not want the principles that make this place great out there? You don't want people to leave here to give out there. What's your deal? Like, do you you just want everybody to move here? I just have a long term uh, take on on this whole thing, and okay, I don't think it's a generation or two. The game that that we're playing in regards to exporting out what right. I think we okay. have. I don't think you can export this for okay five six more generations. So you would say except for the people that you just don't want in your community, then I think you <laughs> encourage them to like you know man. I think God's got you a give plan them a vision. I think yeah, God's got a yeah. plan for you. You know the world needs what's in here. So you're not in you're not against in principle people who do live here going out and giving that to other places. But maybe how about this? Are you you're skeptical because you mentioned this is a long term game, mm-hmm. and you're looking past one and two generations. And by the way, just as as a disclaimer, I mean I do not believe I represent <laughs> the majority of Moscow thought. I do not believe I represent Doug Wilson or Christ. Okay, well I, I, I we're asking in principle. Um, you know I just don't know if I even agree with 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 that category with the question of well we just live in a time when everyone's got to do like disclaimers and like clearly qualifying yeah clearly you wouldn't be against saying that the spirit right 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 can do those things sure you know right so i just kind of say well i'd I'd rather just stay on topic on what on what i think and what i believe you know and and so when it comes to um people you know saying well don't we want to export this um my my hunch and my inclination is, um, and again, and this won't affect people who I think are kind of meant to stay. I think people that are meant to leave anywhere leave sure. and go do their thing. I just don't buy, and I'm happy to be wrong on this or someone say, hey, brother, I want to talk to you about this. You know, I think most people leave places because they just don't feel welcomed. And, and I think that is, um, that's indicative of people. It's not indicative of Moscow, Idaho, or sure. Southern California. People leave when ultimately they just don't feel like they're welcomed and that they don't have a place and or, or their gifts aren't being used. You know, I think some people leave and especially with ministry, they they kind of go and, and do particular things. Um, I think they're lazy. I think there's a hidden I think there's a hidden laziness just kind of wrapped up within ministry, you know. And um again, I understand how that that can kind of be a jerky thing to say because you can't really touch those things but uh but if we're going to touch on a lot of the stuff that maybe say rachel jenks is talking about you know you can take um almost everything she's pushing against and you can find a form of that just within the supposed good things that that people are you know doing for the sake of the gospel or for the sake of ministry and 
I think the right people won't be offended because, you know, it's like if someone said, well, I think all music video directors are whatever and then said a bunch of horrible <laughs> things, you know, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> right. Granted. Now, maybe I don't think I'm that person, sure. but it, it wouldn't offend me because I don't think I'm the dog that gets hit by that rock when you throw it into the pack. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I believe that there's just a lot of work to be done in particular because that's what you asked me about was like Moscow, yep. Idaho. I think we have a great start here and I think we've got, you know, about a hundred years to go before the thing that, that, that I think is starting here can maybe mature into, into, you know, into, into such a way where, where, again, my personal take is not that I think that we're going to start exporting it out. I just think it, it, it will grow, right? So I just have a different take you know, that I, I think it's going to touch Pullman. I think it's going to touch Lewiston. Even Lewiston. <laughs> Even Lewiston. <laughs> um, and... Um, does it still smell that way in a hundred years? No, because I think it'll be back to vineyards. Oh wow! Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, you know that's that's fascinating. That, that I believe it was the number one producer of wine before before prohibition. Crazy. And um, so I think they're I think they're figuring that. I mean, they know that, but people are like, we should do this. You yeah. know, and now that they're realizing they can pretty much grow grapes anywhere and get all these different varietals and. It's pretty exciting. I, I think Lewiston's going to have. I, so, so again, you sort of have these. I think Lewiston's going to connect to Walla Walla, sure. and so you're going to have Clarkston, maybe even. And I love all those places, and 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 maybe maybe that's a weird form of just my optimism that I spend time in Lewiston and Clarkston, and you know, um, all those places and meeting people. And um, hey, how about this real quick? Yeah, go. Uh, so I'm on a big Disney kick right now. Um, like Little Mermaid or like Disney Plus? Well, so it started a bit with um, Carl Barks was the main guy who did Donald Duck. Okay. And he did most of like the comics, the comic strips yeah, and okay. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Disney Plus hit. Right. And I started watching a doc. Just watched Cool Runnings over the weekend. <laughs> you did? Yeah. On Disney Plus? first time, yeah. The daycare that I spent a ton of time in growing up, which may explain a ton. We watch Cool Runnings about 5,000 times. No way. Oh, yeah. Um, so I could probably say any scene and you would. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, so awesome. all that to say, with uh, Disney Plus and everything else, um, I then got a giant biography of Walt Disney. Because I don't know anything. Yeah. I feel like I know all the Family Guy jokes. Okay. Like he didn't like Jews and he froze himself right, to death. Yeah. I don't, but right. I don't know if that's true. Right. I, don't know any, I don't know anything. Right. So 900 pages. Yeah. And I'm. I have like, I'm like three fourths of the way through. What do you think so far? Well, his wife from Lewiston, they were married in Lewiston. Well, Lapway to be. I think. Didn't know that. Well, yeah, I think, but yeah, they were Lapway. were married in the town of Lewiston. Okay, yeah, correct. Yeah, very cool. I think she's from Lapway, which yes. is just five, seven, eight miles, you know, east of Lewiston, and I think she helped fund a lot of the stuff out there. Crazy. So yeah, that that was what was interesting. Yeah, weird, yeah. It, it started with. Um, you're right with Lapway because the way I was like, is he about to say what I think he's about to say? Is like the, the biographer was sort of circling the airway here yeah. before he said the town. And he was like, you know, it was like Indian country in, nor in northern Idaho. And Walt thought these are a sturdy people. He's never seen people like them or yeah. I don't know. And then he's just like, and so they were married in Lewiston about five miles out from where she's from. Anyway. I was just thinking on, on, on the way down, you know, one of the things that um, Trump has done. You know, when you when you push the envelope 
like Trump is done and you get really excited because you think like, okay, nothing's going to take him down <laughs> and there's nothing that will take him down. Yeah. But what ends up happening is that when you, when, when, when you do push the goal line, right, so far, right, to where you can't take someone like Trump down with any piece of information, oh, right, right, right. it also works for Joe Biden. Right. That we now live in a time where nothing can take down anybody. And so this is kind of, I think, a funny time we're living in because it's really an all or nothing grab because nothing will stick to anybody right now. Nothing. Yeah. Do you think it's a difference of nobody, nothing's going to take Trump down because of this kind of skin he has, or but they will take down a bootlicker? Right. Do you think it's like that difference, or do you think bootlickers are in too? Like nothing? I think everyone's in now. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think everybody's safe. I, I think everyone's safe. Trump pushed it so far, and, and because of him not doing what they wanted him to do, however he did that, and that's a whole other conversation, however he did that, he did it, and it set this precedent like, Oh my goodness! Like you just can't you 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 can't take him out. Well, at the same time, you can also try to impeach a president now, or you can be Joe Biden, and you could be right. clearly saying the things you know publicly that they're trying to take Trump out for. Right. That he's actually doesn't matter. Yeah. You know. So, so it's really scary. I mean, I kind of like it in one sense because I think the majority of people have been taken out way too early. Okay. On just bogus claims. Yeah. But I think the bogus yeah. claim. I, but I, I think the bogus claim world is gone. You think um, so? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think anything affects anybody anymore. I just watched yesterday. Um, what was it called? Fantastic Lies. Okay. Thirty for Thirty on the Duke Lacrosse team. Oh, oh, yeah. But I, here's I, here's what's crazy though. I have all those teed up. I just watched the Rodman. Did you? Is it good? It's just insane. Did you watch Tito and uh, Tito? Yeah, of and, course. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, but there was new stuff in there. Okay. I had no idea that Tito was the pro wrestling fanatic. Oh, right. Like that whole story yep. and how he brought that in. I was, I was, you know, and his connection to Tank Abbott. I had no idea. Oh, Tank. Okay. So that, yeah. so that, that was cool. It was largely fresh to me. Um, it, it, it ended in a very like I was very sad. I was just like, yeah, yeah, no, like this. Everyone's life is. I don't like this. Yeah. Um, but. So I went into this fast fan, this doc, yeah. thinking like, all I, I thought they were guilty. Oh wow, you didn't know that? Okay. So I mean, like I was always just aware of like I knew something happened, and you automatically just with the race distinctions, class distinctions. Yeah. There's all kinds of it's like a it's like a journalist's absolutely. dream, absolutely. And you kind of I we're white guys, me and you. Yeah, absolutely. I get the th like a Duke lacrosse team. Like I totally get that there's going to be like funny associations with yeah. that. Like it's just yeah, because that's sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's a meme age, so it's like I can think of well, and we're white people, so we so we get to talk on behalf of our culture. Of course we right? do, and that's like super white culture. Yeah, super right. White culture is like getting strippers and like doing that whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Our bros, <laughs> you're getting your bros together. You know, it's like that's I like, know it's that's so like bad. White, that's what white right. culture is like. You know, they spent their the guy's uh, name Todd, and yeah, Ta Todd, yeah. Chad, hey, Chaz, right, yeah. Um, Colin was one of them. Yes. <laughs> Colin. So I think I too much and too often share the sensibilities of, even though I disagree with people, okay, well, white people can be. Absolutely. Too often I let Absolutely. that happen. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. so I start this doc. It went so completely the other direction. Yeah. Dude, it's a heavy, it's a heavy 
And I, I think I, this is just largely me being How out of the, the loop. the truth even got out at, at that time, day and age? Like, I just mean that people may think that, but I still think there's the kind of ramifications no, that there no. used to be. Yeah. You can go somewhere and then find a camp that's okay with you. Sure. Like, which I think is even more of, of, of an amazing kind of extension of capitalism in, in, in a free market. It's like, We've talked about this with media, right? right, right everybody like, can have kind of, everybody can subsist and live on their own world. Right. Yeah, so if you're, you know, I mean, I'm I'm still like like Oliver North like has a career as like on Fox News. Okay. Like I don't know the whole story. I have to go back like I'm pretty sure the dude was like was like trading arms for hostages with like Oh wow. Right. Like like and got busted, you know, like it got popped, okay. you know. Or like when you see like um is it Furman, you know, on the OJ case? Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, and, like, the gnarly racist stuff he was saying. Yeah. Like, when you get those transcripts and stuff, like, and he's he's a commentator on, like, Fox News, you know? And, <laughs> um, and like, and, okay. and, and, Interesting. And, and, and like, right. he said, like, yeah, that's just kind of how you were back then. Like, yeah. you, you were in these horrible areas, and you had black culture, you had Mexican culture, and the things you called them and things you, like, that's yeah. what you did. Yeah. I'm just amazed they did it in reports. Right. Like they, they wrote, wrote it down. down. Like yeah. that dirty, wrote it down. Is, yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, right. you're like, whoa. I mean, so. Yep. One thing about the Duke case that was largely unfortunate with timing um, <laughs> was they wrote down, again, we're talking about writing stuff yeah. down in an email, a quote from American Psycho, which apparently was like mandatory reading at their people. Again, <laughs> yes. Like that's like a... at Duke, it's like assigned right, or something, yeah. which is like, why <laughs> would it be assigned? <laughs> right. Why? Exactly. Um, but anyway, it was discovered. Uh, he sent a quote out from it, a very un- like f- filthy, unfortunate quote. By the way, do you know the movie Requiem for a Dream? No. Okay, it's a Darren Ar- Darren Aronofsky. Like it's just like don't ever see it. Don't ever see it. Don't ever see it. Don't ever you know? see it. Um, but I I'm so relieved. I said no. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw because you you saw every movie by the supposed Aronofsky. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that were coming up, you know, and so Requiem for a Dream was his. Uh, follow up after I think Pi was it Pi? I forget it after Pi, but um, and it just and you were just like you couldn't you couldn't believe. I mean, like I remember I had. I don't think I became a Christian that long after. Okay. Because I just was like this, like I I hate humanity, and turns out I'm a part of humanity. Yeah, it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's right. The worst film ever, and um, but I saw someone tweet that. You know, um, now that we have all the data, the only thing we should be doing to track down psychos is just track on Netflix who's watched Requiem for a Dream more than once. Wow. Like, yeah. That's all you have totally. to do. Totally. Like, that's all you have to do is do that. Like, we have the, that is hilarious. That's all we have to do. Right. If you've watched American Psycho more than once, yeah. like, like, there's just something wrong with you. And anyway, but the, the email that he sent out to us, to the team, which is just a quote from American Psycho, which was mandatory reading. Was then used. Uh, it was it was nuts. Just how wow. quick stuff went out. Yeah, and to, at the end to find out they were just innocent. Yeah, I don't know. One of the anyway, crazy stuff. I'm way late to the game on that, so I feel okay. like this is not oh. news or not something <laughs> we should probably talk about. But man, anyway, you you brought up sticking. That's how we got there. Anyway, um, sticking here in Moscow. <laughs> so yeah, initially this yeah that was the drama, drama yeah. If you want to say anything else flagrant to give me hate listens, but why were but why do you think people? I mean, like, just because I say, I I think you know, or to you, I say yep. I I think you should stay here. There's a lot of work to be done, here, right? You know, um, why do you think people get so um, 
maybe triggered on saying something like that, like don't think about exporting yep. too soon. Why, why do you think that would maybe I think somebody? I don't annoying. think, yeah. <laughs> I think it would just rustle the feathers of like, did he just say like, don't take good things other places? Right. And I don't think that's how, I don't think that's what you meant at all right. in terms, but it also feels weird like you mentioned earlier. I don't feel like I need to qualify that statement because yeah. that's that seems obvious. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but I appreciated it because I've gotten a lot of feedback. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it's I'm it's funny because I think since we've had that original orig, original conversation, it's funny it, it keeps coming up like it's definitely a theme that hasn't left my life. Really? For, for some reason people just get really who had listened to that or it just keeps coming well, up in your own life. Yeah. Well, well yeah, okay. You know, and um and I was talking with someone just the other day and and they, they were they weren't heated, but they're a little passionate because they, they they were just talking about about this subject, you know, and something to, to the degree of, you know, um, well, are you guys in Moscow? Like, you know, are, is, is every week in the bulletin, you know, is, is it listing how many people got saved this week? Because where the spirit is, people are getting saved. So you tell me how many people are getting saved in Moscow, Idaho. Um, and it was kind of put to me. Like, yeah. And, yeah, you know, and my response was, well, my four kids didn't fall away this week. If you keep that up, that's like four more than a lot of other denominations. Right. Does that count? You know, and you don't know the conversations I'm having with people in Lewiston, and you don't know the conversations <laughs> I'm having with people. Right. Seriously. Right. Yeah, you know? no, you're right. A Soton, people I'm talking to in Spokane, people I'm talking to Coeur d'Alene, people I'm talking to here in, in town, you know? Yeah. So, um, so it was a very interesting conversation just about that, and, it, and eventually it came to that, like, you know, you know, well, we need to, you know, get people out here and start establishing and taking this thing and putting it other places. And I guess part of me also thinks it's not that easy. Yeah. Like it's actually, it actually minimizes, you know, it's actually happened here. Like I agree with that. As, as if it's something you can just export. Right. You know, and now given that I really believe that, you know, the, you know, I, again, however, this is where I get a little, a little fired up. However you try to slice that up and make an argument for it, I just think it ends up turning on itself. People are moving from all over the world to Moscow, Idaho, and the Palouse. So how about that? Does that not count? Right. Like, you want to go out. You think because this is done, it's not. But then people from all over the world are moving here. Well, that's right. opportunity. That's evangelistic opportunities. I mean, so that's just one example of like 500 I could start naming in regards to that the world has changed, how you reach people. Right. A platform like this, social media, reaching people, talking, not just, oh, because you send a message out, but you can be talking to people on your phone all day long, communicating, helping people, helping them grow. They they can be helping you mentoring. Yeah. You know? Um I think you're right. And, and so, and that people are working remote. They're working wherever they want now. It's not so geographically locked in. So when you start to just kind of put all those things, you know, into the sort of mixer and, and just start going with it, I just, I, I don't think any particular, well, I would say I, I don't believe some, some really um, sufficient pushback to my kind of small take that I like what's being built here. I think more people should come here. and. We have a lot to actually, st- not even a lot. We, again, I, I think we've 
we've just started. And I think the exporting of things, I think it's all going to change. I mean, I, I, I had a good conversation, you know, after church service yesterday um, with Aaron Ventura. We started going at it in like a really good way. And we had a good yeah. conversation. And, um, but it was just all about like, what are we doing right now? What, what, like Christians are, I mean, again, Christians always just get this, you know, but hey, Spirit's going to do what the Spirit's going to do. And there's just always this, well, okay. I mean, so it's, it's not that I don't think there's great one-on-one work to be done. But I am very skeptical of, of the person who seems to be all in on the, I've got to travel over here, get to this spot, and then I'm going to help cook meals. The Domecast. Can you tell me about that? The Domecast was really just a way for me to start um, doing what I wanted my clients to do. I thought everyone should start a podcast. Okay. And, um, and so you said, clients, I'll, sh- I'll show you how to do it. Well, and well, no, just that it, it, it can be done. Yeah. Like okay. it can just be done. I just didn't, I just, everything I wanted to start telling my clients, I wanted to make sure that I, that I, that I could do and I yep. could show them. And then if they were to do it, I could walk them through. I could kind of be like, oh yeah, I know what that's like to be like, oh, right. I was, you know, I looked really weird in that episode. I can't believe I mumbled that word. I stutter a bit. Like I wanted to be able to say, I know what it's like. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Right. Let's just move on. Okay. Right. Um, and I started it really just to kind of tell my stories so kind of just get things off my chest, um, have it be, you know, kind of about just my journey and my process as an artist and a filmmaker and kind of how that transferred into a creative agency. Um, but then as we got into 2020, um, I just, it just, yeah, I told myself I didn't want to interview people. I, I know a lot of people I could have interviewed from day one. I just wanted to have to get at least, you know, 20 episodes or something done before I started kind of hijacking everybody else's fame. Okay. You know, have you considered that though? I still, I, I <laughs> I'm just kidding. no, I know. It's well, but <laughs> what's what's funny is uh, is I is I still haven't um, really yeah. thought of it. Like it just hit me the other day because um, it was Brent Smith from the band Shine Down, his birthday, and I and I put a picture up of him and said something about him and like hashtag Shine Down, and every time I hashtag Shine Down or Shine Down Nation, like I get followers just start coming. I always forget that. Like there is way to piggyback people. I was like, oh wow. Um, but then as this year started, um, it kind of just naturally happened. I just started calling friends and just talking with them and kind of out of the blue. I called Boss Rootin the other day, just FaceTime and, and, and did, did a whole podcast. Crazy. So I'm just calling people. Again, I still want to find what I think my thing is. Yeah. And my thing is that I've met a lot of people and I have, a, I have very unique access to people. You know, part of what I'm trying to do in regards to the Donecast, building my, my brand, the creative agency is I'm, I'm trying to reflect just doing you. Like, do the thing that you're able to do. And I'm not really good at sitting down and caring about a podcast and having lighting and amazing microphones. And like, it just, it's not my thing. I just uh, us do us either. Yeah. <laughs> well, more than what I do. Um, it's, you're in a great booth here. It's going to sound awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I just, it's just, it's not me. And so what, what I'm showing is that, okay, well, what, what am I trying to show? I'm not trying to flex. Right. I'm trying to show people... And then what I'm betting on is that if I just show kind of what I am, then the right people will kind of be filtered through and I'll be able to work with those people. And I just have really weird access to people on a really weird level. And so I can call Boss Root and wake him up in bed. Yeah. And we can just start talking about testosterone. Right. We had a whole talk on testosterone and just a weird, funny 
And so I thought this year is really going to be more about doing that. I want to interview people about their sort of, you know, just their business journey, like anyone. I yeah. want to just sit down and just say, you know, how, how did you get from A to Z? Because I am really intrigued by that. I, I don't think of it as trying to tell a business story or entrepreneurial stories. I just think I have a really interesting sort of knack for um, not letting people give me a bridge. A bridge is in those conversations when, is, when, is when people say, yeah, we were, you know, playing clubs and then, yeah, and then we got this manager, we got this good gig. And you're like, oh, okay, very cool. I'm like, stop. How'd you get a manager? Pull it back. Yeah. I want everything filled in because I think those are the actually like the most important detail of the story. Okay. You know, so that's kind of what I'm doing this year with the, you know, don't cast. And just one more thing just to, you know, Keep me working, keep me creating. Um, and because I believe communicating, like communicating and articulating what it is you think, what you believe is going to be, is, is the most valuable commodity on the planet right now. And so I'm trying to cultivate it. Don't cast. People can find that anywhere. It should be on Spotify at some point. I don't know why I haven't made that happen yet. Um, that's on iTunes right now you know okay. and um i really dig it it's it's really i mean like i said i'm i'm loving it. i got a lot of you know now this year i'm just going crazy with it because i'm, I'm going to be sitting down with everybody i know and it's and i, and I, I think it's going to get nuts oh yeah yeah okay i think so all right well so i feel like that's the greatest plug we could have given mm. Dunkast. thank you <laughs> I appreciate I mean, yeah. it. um okay so have it, what 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 episode have, has there been episodes that you've done that you're like, why did so many people like that one? Not uh, that sounds like a rude question, but no, you know where it's like surprises no. you. Well, kinda... I think one. Uh, what what really surprises me is my best episodes are the ones where um, every other week or so I drive, drive down to Lewiston and I get hay for my horses. I do a thing called the truck cast, and the truck cast is I just put my phone, I just tuck it right here in my front pocket, and then I just all right, we're truck casting. And that's usually when I'm driving. It's a beautiful drive, and I just have my thoughts are just going nuts. Yeah, that's 45 minutes down there or back, you know. And my truck cast episodes seem to do the best. Okay. And for me, I love that. Just I just love the punk, just the punk rock nature of it. It's my phone and my front pocket of my jacket, and that's it. Going down the grade. Going down the grade. Yeah. And like those seem to do really well. People really. I don't know why that is. I just interviewed um, a good friend here in town named Jeremy Spencer. Okay. And he's got a really interesting story. Or I knew he had one. I just wanted to hear about him. I just wanted to hear it from him. Yeah. And that one's done really Jeremy well. Spencer. Um, he's at a company called Atlantic Packaging. You know, it's almost a billion-dollar company, and most people don't really know what Jeremy does. And but they see him coaching a lot of sports around, you know, here in town. And I was like, this dude's a killer. No one knows what he does. Like, I, I want to really know what what he does you know and it was again it was an it was a phenomenal was that on a truck cast no that no. actually we sat down okay you know and, yeah people um, over to the uh the, the container the, the, yeah the so container. That, that was really cool he's the only one i've had in the container everyone else i've just been calling okay. waking up kind of just barging on and um so it's a sweet container by the way i love it and it's funny because now it's weird that that's kind of becoming a thing this yep. this this shipping container and that's again so you took a shipping container converted it into an office you actually put it on a found you know concrete foundation slab it's got like a front porch yeah no it's 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 very cool it's amazing yeah and uh and now that's kind of becoming a thing and again i didn't think about it becoming a thing and that the shipping container was going to be my thing it's your thing what i wanted to do but now it's my thing and that's kind of what i'm just continuing to push people to do is like just 
ju- just do your thing. Yeah. Especially in an age where everyone thinks everyone on social media is flexing. It's like, no, I think I think the real value is if if you just be you, man, like it's 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 going to work out really good. Yeah. You know, to whatever degree it's meant to work out based on who you are, just being you, that's it. Because if you try to be somebody else, you can get a little bit farther, but then it ends up it, it just ends up bad. And I feel like you can only do so many episodes being somebody else. Like, you know, it's like it's a pretty it's hard enough, I feel like, to do content mm-hmm. that, that people are interested in every week or, you know. So I feel like if I feel like if you're faking it, it's going to it'll eventually come across. Oh, yeah. So it's been so I'm I'm digging it. Uh, I, I just had David Shannon on because when yeah. I didn't have him on. He came over to drop something off for me and we were just talking. And I said, hey, I'm just going to I'm just going to record it. You know, and I, just, I just put the phone down. I so I saw you had him on. What did you guys talk about? I don't even remember. But we talked for like two hours. A few hours. days. It's, it's a few like days. A two-hour episode. I know. He, he, he was here for like two hours. Yeah. Don't I mean, don't minimize that mine wasn't special. No, I know. Two but hours. I'm just saying he's a key cranks <laughs> out. I feel like the last time we talked was two hours. Yeah. No. And David was great because we, we were just – that's kind of also what I want to do as well. I just put the phone down and pe- people can turn it up. They'll, they'll hear it. They'll be yeah. mic'd up. And we just talked about – we just talked about work. We just talked about clients. We talked about the industry. We talked about – I mean it went on – a lot of different subjects because that's what we do when we hang out. Right. You know, like that one to me is like where I would kind of hope the Domecast also goes more into is just you're a fly in the room and, and you're there and you're hearing what, what people, my friends, who I talk to, the things we talk about. Um, and so that that one, I mean, I'm, I'm – and so I'm getting a lot of response from that one and not from people that know – Cross politics yeah. with chocolate knocks. Yeah. Like I'm just getting people in my little teeny, teeny, tiny podcast world. It was like, dude, that was like deep. Like I felt like should I leave the room? I have one about to drop this week that um, to be honest, I'm still hesitant if I'm going to drop it. What is it? Um, are you well? You know, well, no, I, I'll talk about. It. I I got a call and someone said, hey, could I come and just pick your brain? Um, I think you know I was recommended to come talk to you that you might kind of have an alternate view on how I'm looking about going about my career you know and um i said sure i'm available at 3 to 345 you know on a, on a particular day and they were like great and then they got there like 320 right yikes it's kind of funny you know um because i was like you're asking for my time and here's 25 minutes here's 25 minutes right you know and uh so you sit down and this guy you know he's like i just want your honest take like want your honest take so i think i'm gonna if i release it i'm gonna have to set it up like i just set this up like this is not normal this is someone who said i want to i want 45 minutes of your time and i want you to be brutally honest with me about what you think and it's not the way i would talk to everybody sure this guy said i want to hear it i want it straight because if i don't get my life figured out like this is really bad i said well i'm gonna i'm gonna record it And, and he said, fine. Okay. You know? That's big. I feel yeah. like if he, I mean, like, yeah, that's. And it was brutal. Like, it was. It was... He was fine with you posting it? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm chopping out names and, you know, yeah. all, all that stuff on it. But it was, I don't think I've, I've had some brutal conversations, like, with people. Wow. I did it because I, I, I really, for him, I mean, he asked, like, he wanted, you know. But it was about art. It was about work. It was, it was about uh, being a graphic designer, it was being like all these different things. It was like someone who had just graduated, got their degree, and was like, "I'm going to be a graphic designer." And and it was not. And so I had someone in the room there when I did it. And afterwards, I had asked them like, 
was that too much? And that person was like, dude, that's probably the craziest. That's probably the craziest. I've heard you talk. I've heard you talk about all these things, but I've never heard somebody give you pushback. I've never heard a real human being in the room, like pushing back, they push telling back. you you're wrong. Oh, wow. That's great. I feel like that's great content. I mean, and, if, if, it's, yeah. if everybody's cool with it. Yeah, no. And it was like, we'll, we'll see. But that, but it, it was, it was gnarly, but it, it made me think like, maybe I do need to get out there more and have these conversations where there actually is pushback. You know, like, you know, that was, you know, that was Aaron Ventura yesterday. Yeah. He's he pushed it. back on you. That's all he did was push back. Yeah. You know, and I woke up this morning and there he was posting. <laughs> yeah. He's I saw there, that post. You know, and it was like, good. Get out there. Just give it five minutes. You know, if you're trying to reach the world, I think you can take five minutes and say something on Facebook with a video. So, um, but yeah, but that's kind of been the theme. And I think it still comes back to what you first asked. Like, there's just so much work to be done. We've not, we've just not started. And I think if you keep bringing people in and then exporting them, um, I actually don't think you get a chance to even get a rhythm of, of what, of what is possible. So if some, let's say somebody's super weak on that in terms of like, well, I don't really know about, I don't know what you mean. I'm having trouble. Like, where would you send, what's, what's something good? Like, did, were you always like that? Like, would you say you came into this way of thinking later? Like, what helped you get to where you are thinking about ministry, where you are? Yeah. Um, I think I was probably the, you know, perfect, you know, example, like the perfect role model of what I think Reformed theology can get a person and what, what it can do for you. Um, all, all the doctrines, all the theology, all the right readings, um, and then understanding that there is this. So take all the reform stuff, right? And then you throw in your John Piper because you love Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you throw in your Mark Driscoll because you're, you know, you're not a wussy. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like I. So it's like I can cry about Jesus with Piper, and then I can go like be like a man, right. With Mark Driscoll, right. You know what I mean? And just <laughs> yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Um, I was I was that guy. Okay. You know, um, and had my apologetics down. I, mean, I guess you know I'm. I mean I'm 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 amazing. Sure. Just amazing. And I'm yeah. Um, Hindsight twenty twenty. I mean, it right. seems like yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> And I appreciate this because you've always kind of forced me to articulate this stuff. It's hard to articulate. Without having an actual culture around you, a physical culture around you of men that you respect, of real church leadership and families and, you know, women and wives who are lovely, you know, People who are doing it. It's not just how we figured everything out. But then you look around people and say, yes, we kind of think we figured it out. And now the hard work really begins. You yeah. Know? And, and because now the hard work really begins, like, forget everything. Like, I'm not amazing. I'm, like, actually way more screwed than I thought I was. Sure. You know, in a lot of ways, I've moved to Moscow, Idaho, and I, and I think I may be worse. <laughs> I definitely feel that way. Like, let me like ask you really this: really bad, like, like, uh, like, uh oh. Yeah, 
Let me bounce this off of you. So I don't say come to Moscow, Idaho to make yourself great or this is where you come to cash in on everything you've known. Moscow, Idaho, in a lot of ways, has um, continued to beat just the heck out of me. I very much agree with that. I think what I've told people is the bar has been raised. I mean, you think I was hard on you? <laughs> the things I've had said to me out here? Man. The bar is raised and it's not okay if you don't make it. Right. That's how I felt in a good way, in the best yeah, way, absolutely. where it's just it's not okay if you're not making the bar. Right. And so let me ask you this, though, because it kind of leads into that. I've been thinking about this. Did you travel for holidays? This is not that question. but can't remember. Okay. Um, I don't I, think so. You stayed here. No, my in-laws came here. So you're in, Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I traveled a bit. Okay. And just Texas. one yeah. – okay. One of my thoughts while just in and around and about – because there, I think there's a certain air here, and then when you're not in that air, you notice stuff. Or it's just like, what? Well, yeah. I, I can't really account for it. Well, yeah, by no, a, I know what you mean. But it's just in the air, and there's all. It's all you can really say. Um, and yeah, there it is. Is the background? Just That's exactly it. Yeah, sorry. Authority is a very rare commodity. Mm-hmm. Do you have thoughts about that? Yeah, I'm scared to death living here, because there's there's real men here. There's, there's real men here who will beat the tar out of me. Yeah. Well, um, when you look back, like... Whatever speaking, figuratively speaking, yeah. like, there's real authority here. Like, there's just real authority here. And men, like, men, that's why I think most men are just a bunch of wussies. Like, they know they're living in a place where there's no authority. They know they're living in a place where, you know, they're the smartest guy in the room. Like, they, they know. And they're just, they're just playing a game. I came here because there was real authority here. I knew I could not get a, get away with anything. To me, that was the ballsiest move of all the moves. Like, would I put myself in a place where now, uh-oh, like, I had to get my act together. That's why I came here as, as a man, because men are absolutely just, I mean, we're so good at just making sure we, we can get by. But, you know, and in Christian circles... I mean, that, that's, you know, Christian men are screwed. This, 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 this whole country is so screwed. So here's, <laughs> here's what I would have, here's, here's, I think, how I would have processed a lot. Like, I think back in the day, I used, I would say something to the effect of these churches are weak because they're not preaching the X doctrine. Right. And if they were to start doing it, mm-hmm. things would really change around here. Right. Yeah. And, more and more, I think it's not not the case. That's not part. It's part of right now. Now it's part of the cauldron. We're back to those opening disclaimers. Yes, right? <laughs> I'm not you, saying you that the word of God it. doesn't. That's part of what goes into the cauldron. Right. Yeah. But it's way more about your presence. Right. And I don't know that I, given that I think I grew up in a place where they're authority i wasn't a thing like if you got somebody mad enough right sure you're like okay well they're serious about that i've messed up or whatever right i feel like i lack i totally lack the vocabulary to talk about it Mm. i guess i know does that make sense absolutely i mean i like i know exactly what you mean that's why i'm doing my best to try to articulate on some level and it's tough because men are where they're at and then once they sort of get an idea or an understanding that, like, 
man, I maybe need to be doing more or approaching things differently. Then you start getting some books and you start seeing some things and things start to click. You're like, oh man, that makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, maybe get your wife on board, you know, okay, like, yeah, this is really important and we're going to do this. And then like, wow. And maybe that results in like maybe a church move, like, hey, I don't think we can be at this church anymore. Right. And then you fall down those stairs and okay. And you're kind of doing something because there was a sacrifice. You had to leave a church. Yeah, maybe you thought this church was weak, or maybe you thought there's like just a huge goal on a theological, you know, just you know, wow, I can't believe they're they're off by that much. And then you then you make that movie and think, well, I did enough. That was that was gnarly. We left a church. See, everyone thinks leaving a church is like the boldest move. We left. We've left a bunch of them. That's how serious. That's how serious we are. The dones are racking up. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I've left a bunch and we left a bunch, you know, and that was kind of really the kind of I think that was my spiritual kind of test was like, yeah, I was I was prepared to leave, you know, in the meantime, probably wrecking my family every time we left. <laughs> no, like, I'm not laughing. You know, yeah, well, it looked like you were laughing. If I don't know why. Uh, just, yeah. You just threw it out there. Right, well, 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 because in, in, in hindsight, you're like, oh, my, I can't believe right. I had to do that. OK, yeah. Like, I can't believe I had to do that, you know, and. So you you get all hot and you're ready to do the right thing, you know. But ultimately, kind of looking back, it wasn't that it was a hard thing to do. It was kind of easy to do. It was simple. It was very simple. Yeah. Just got to leave. Right. Right. And I've got the right thing on my side because, listen, that, that church is still, like, preaching free will, like, everywhere. And we're just not. I mean, we're on the same page. It's like. So. It seems to me what's. It's, it's very rare to have. A kerfluffle of any proportion. When you don't have spines around that are just moving through the kerfluffle with what seems to be like ease. Right, yeah. <laughs> the results of like not having that are chaos. It, it, it's, it's, um, I guess the, maybe it's the scope of masculinity that's, that's been, in terms of wisdom, it's hard to point to a book and be like, well, just read that one book, and then now you're better. Right. Yeah, I mean, I read Federal Husband, and I just was destroyed. Right. Better, but it destroyed <clears throat> me, and then when I tried to apply it, it destroyed my family. Okay. Because I, that... didn't, know, cause I didn't know how to apply it. I, didn't know, I, I, I had no one around me that, that I could... You're look, bouncing stuff off of, yeah. Or just to watch. Even bounce, just watch. To watch. Right. Just to watch. That's what I think, too, is Watching where... people. How, and how would you communicate, like, so let's say somebody in, like, Florida called you tomorrow. Right. And they're like, you're not quite sure. Basically, the gist of what they're telling you is there is no authority around here. What do I do? I'm f- hitting the ceiling of where this place can go. Right. With authority and wisdom and everything else. How, I mean, how do you talk to people like that? Like, how would you say... Say so you're screwed. <laughs> it's, I, I'm curious, yeah, because I don't know. I don't know what to say. I no, mean, I it's, think that's it's, the thing. I think you know we we are we're we're trying to approach this like like there's just an answer for cancer, right? I think so. Like that's good. Diagnosing. It's so easy to diagnose, right? And everyone's like, "Well, what's the treatment?" You know, it's like, "Well, what on earth is is the treatment?" You know. And yeah, yeah. I guess it, it's way worse than we all thought, maybe. Or it's worse, like, I think nobody really thinks about 
or thinks through the ways right. that this. I got to Moscow, Idaho. What was what 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 was the cure for me was was Moscow, Idaho, and I can say that because I don't think a thousand people are showing up tomorrow because sure. I say this. Right. I think people are going to hear this and they're and they're going to be like you know like oh whatever I'll be all right. But there's but there's going to be like one dude, you know, and he's going to be like oh okay yeah that's where I've got to get to. Here, no. let me try this off you. And, and 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 by the way, it works both ways. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you think Moscow Idaho is a place that's going to save everybody or the, or the best thing?" No, I just think it happens to be a better option for the majority given your... of people, given a, a particular set of of um, options, options and worldview. I think this is probably going to be the only place, given a certain set, like I said, of options and worldviews, like wor- worldview, like that's it. Right. You know. So I recently had a sociologist on from the University of Texas, and he primarily deals with um, primarily sex and then faith and then kids of Christian parents. Like, how do they how do they come about sex? It's all been super interesting. Um, What's the name of the book, Jake, or the author? Uh, Dr. Regnerus. Anyway, he's at the University of Texas. Okay. Hook him horns. Um, I desperately wanted to ask him where he was. For the 06. You say hook them horns. What did you say? Hook them horns. Is that the way you do? Okay. Yeah. Make sure I got it. Um, I desperately wanted to ask him where he was at the 06 Rose Bowl. You know, I remember where I was. Okay. You know, when Vince Young crossed the, the – but anyway, I didn't. Who was the quarterback again? Vince Young. With the black dude? Yeah. It was one of the best college games of all time. I, I, he would just run. Game. He would just run and you couldn't – Yeah. Stop. There was <laughs> – it, it's so funny. Kind of like Russell Wilson except, except he would lower his shoulder. Right, and he would just—he wouldn't slide. He had size on Wilson. That's yeah, different. He was like means. six something, yeah, and he would just run in. Huge, Dude, didn't quite work out later. But okay. all that to say, I'm talking to this Dr. Agnes because this is a central insight from him that I've so appreciated. What was the whole thing? I'm sorry. What was the whole thing like? Because like, I kind of came to like sports, like really in sports later. Yeah, right. was, was there a whole movement of like why are there not black quarterbacks? <laughs> is that, was that a whole thing? It's it, like now there seems like now every like what was, did did I miss? Was that was or am I am I making something up? No, was I Nab, think was like Nab the McNab. First yeah, I definitely. Well, McNab kind of breaks the 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 uh, what's the mold? Uh, the yeah. what am I trying to say? The what do we call that? Yeah, you oh, the stereotyping. Trope? Sorry, stereotyping. stereotyping. Okay, got so it. if you wanted the broad, you know, the trope would be right. the black guys run. Great scramblers. Got the it, white guys it. stay in the pocket. They right. will not scramble. But now, but that was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. That, that was the thing. I feel and, like it's broken a bit. Well, I'm just saying, though, like, I that's what I love about culture. Like, sure. Just give it time. Yeah. No one's having that conversation yeah. anymore. Right. Like, and I, I feel it. like what's great, too, is college sports are so different from NFL. So and it's like. in the playoffs now. Like, like, if you look at the last, like, couple of games, like. I know. It's wild. So, yeah. Well, not the Pats. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. The Titans. Who would have thought? Black dude. Who would have thought? American. Yeah. I'm, saying, like, I'm seeing like like there's a lot of diversity. Right. That kid, I do. That, yeah. That kid from KC. I don't even know what he is. Mahomes. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Well, Mahomes. Right. I feel like it, I feel like somebody. It sounds like we're making fun of him. Right. You right. know. Right. But I mean, uh, know, like, I don't even know anymore. Like, I just. Right. That's, yeah. But that's a lot about the gospel. Like, like the gospel is like. I don't know. I think we touched it before. Like, give it a hundred years. There won't be a black dude in a hundred years. What. The gospel brings people together. That's why I hate racism. That's why I yeah. hate, you know, all these tribal, whatever, sure. like, whatever those, you know, freak Christians out down there in the South who want to be about tribe and white. You know, yeah. we, we kind of get, it's like, you know, it's like, no, 
the gospel blood and soil brings, types. Yeah, it brings everyone together, and you're like, I don't even know what I am anymore. I mean, well, I'm Mexican, and you would never know. Identify as Mexican, right? It's like it'd be you'd be a tough know. yeah. Gospel brings people together. They fall in love and they make babies. But back to that, that's what you're talking about. Well, and you stuff. know what? Speaking of, now you got me on something else real quick oh, though. Okay. Uh, do you think the Romans could have like single file zipper approach of leaving an airplane in a nice manner? The Romans? Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking like in terms of like every oh, time I fly, I right. think nowhere is the gospel more efficacious mm. than everybody single file right. leaving an airplane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it's because it, there's a point in which like. I hate this. I want to get off this plane. Right. We're all stuck. I'm waiting for that guy to pull down his thing out of the thing. And he shouldn't have put it up there. You know? And so, I don't know. I just thought... Well, it's weird. I guess I I can't relate right now because I'm I'm in those first three seats. (laughs) So, what are you talking about? Is that the noise I hear Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, that's good. Right. They're handing jackets out. Right. The blankets. Yeah. Yeah, There's like food. Right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so real quick about the sex. So, sex. Yeah. Um, It didn't, the episode didn't go quite as well as I wanted it (laughs) to. I wanted him to unpack what was so great to me. And that's, you can't really expect people to do that always. so the central insight that I got from him was something called the economy of sex. And where do I start with this? So, so basically, so I just got, so yeah, no, it's going to get good. Yeah. This is the conversation I wanted Thank to have you. two episodes ago. So we're now having it and now I'm having it with okay. you. All right. So what does sex cost? Sex, sex costs, sex costs. So it could either I'll, be, I'll answer it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sex costs you society. How people are having sex is how they're going to be treating people with sex costs. It costs you an entire culture and society. So the was spectrum would the be... You were looking for? No, it's not. Okay. I wanted a monetary amount. Oh. It could either cost you a single drink. I haven't paid for sex. Right. I don't, I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> okay. No, that was a good answer. Okay. Uh, a single drink on this side of the spectrum. Okay. Or maybe it costs like a lifetime access to your wallet. Right, and yeah. to your lineage and everything else. Sure. So there's a spectrum there of what, how much um, this commodity costs to get. Right. So um, let's say you are in the smack dab middle of your neighborhood and you wanted to sell your house for 500 grand. That's how much it costs. You did all the things. But that big house on the corner lot sold for half of what you wanted to sell yours for. Right, yeah. So it lowers the... Yeah. You are now... T- the up a river. The market, right? yeah. yeah that, that there's a bigger house. It doesn't actually matter what right. yours costs. Right. On some level. I wonder if I know where you're going because if I think I if I think you're going where I'm going, it's gonna be really fascinating. Now, what happens? Public I'm screaming the audience the way I'm <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, let's just say you put your kids at Moscow High. Okay. Let's say something bad happened. Okay. Um. And Susie, <laughs> let's take your kids out of it. I don't know why I would bring your kids that's, into it. Okay. Let's just say on the school bus, everybody finds out that Susie offered oral sex to James. Mm-hmm. Somewhere over there. Right. It doesn't matter if your kid's a Christian who's never going to commit you know, sexual acts until married or whatever. Okay. For everybody that's in the know, mm-hmm. 
sex just got a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing he one thing he illustrates, which is really good, is um, no one's harsher on the slut shaming stuff than girls right. on other girls. And it's because whether they like subconsciously or not, sex just got lower, or the cost of sex. Right. You can only ask so much. Right. Of a relationship, you know what I mean. All of a sudden, for everybody, right? It's now that way for everyone. So whether and it doesn't matter if your kids are like I said, you could have a Christian kid, right? Yeah. But the news for that Christian kid, it be, just became that much easier to get sex right. in his okay. little economy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, thing I'm... there. I think that's a fascinating. The economy thing is a fascinating way to consider not just sex, which I think is helpful. Or sexual ethics. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Basically, let me tell you. So, basically, the end of one, one of his chapters was like, it's important. My kids are good kids. Like, obviously, that's a primary goal. Okay. But it's almost just as important that my kids have good friends. My yeah. kids' friends are good kids. Oh, yeah. Well, that's everything. I that. mean, that's, I mean, that, you'll find more stories of great parents, great parents who had kids go awry who had bad friends. Right. And it's just because it was easier, like there was less friction to do bad things. Absolutely. That's so, the thing I love about living here in Moscow. Like if you're going to blow it here, uh, it's, it's real gotta hard. you got to work hard. you can. Sure. But, and everyone's going to fall. I mean, and everyone falls here in Moscow. But when you fall here, it's, it, you have to work really hard to fall all the way on your face. All the way down. And start digging your own grave. Yeah. People are here. Right. You know? So, yes, you right. – that is so – I saw two kids in the mall the other day. I didn't see their parents, so I called them. <laughs> hey, everything cool? I just saw so-and-so and so-and-so. You know? Oh, it's yeah. fine. We're actually down here at the other end. We're okay. Doing, okay, great. Awesome. So, that is my central insight. Yeah. It seems like – Where does that happen? Right. right. So, it seems like a difficult – let's just say the economy is very low for whatever reason. Okay. Let's say, like, if you, let's say you wanted to change Moscow high, mm-hmm. it at least gives me, I have, like, I feel like I have tangibles of, like, what would it take to get the economy up? That's a very different question. It's not that, right, like, yeah. well, you need to make sure your kids are good. And it's like, well, that's essential right. that my kids are good. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it brings up the economy. Right. Now, so that's a, so then, yeah, so you're, you're fleshing out some things where, yeah, so if I go back to Southern California, I'm living there, I'm doing all my stuff, I'm reading the books, right? So you're reading what, the books. Yeah, so great, great job, because what you're fleshing out is it doesn't matter. We have no value here. <laughs> no, because we have, we, it's, have no, we have no value here. And, and the actual value of my daughters, the value of my son, is, has zero value here. And, and, and so... I think what you're fleshing out is, again, this idea that everyone thinks, but it's okay. We're going to sit here. We're needed. Don't you think that this, this you know, needs, you know, the light, you know? But you're right. If, if, if you looked at every Christian who makes the argument for being in public schools with their kids for education, or we're going to be in this spot so we can be light, you know, and then you said to them, okay, go wherever you want to go, get all in, you know, um, if you're, if you're, if where you're living if the housing where you live goes to $9 right. for a house, my question is, how long are you going to live there? Yeah. 
And, and I'm going to call their bluff on that now because that's right. That's exactly what you're fleshing out. I love exactly. That. That's exactly what you're fleshing out because that's the whole thing. It's like you're just sitting in a place where your value goes down and down and you think you're so prestigious. You think you're so precious. You think you're so valuable. You think you're so needed. And it's like I think it gives to an additional analysis to say, am I the kind of person to raise an economy? Like, do I have the spine? Do I have the kind of skin necessary? Because I do think that's so that's the goal. And I think we're doing that in Moscow. Everybody's got the same goal. And the way I've told friends or other people who have asked about, like, how did I make my decision? It's just like I know myself. I know where I'm going to be best. Right. It's a real bummer because I'm at the point where I've got a 14-year-old, 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old daughter, and then a 9-year-old son. And, like, man, like, some so people I knew, people my age who have, you know, I'm watching their kids, you know, and just the other day, you know, like, saw someone's daughter's, you know, same age as my daughter's, you know, Pinterest board, you know, and then, like, on, like, she had a goals pin board yep. within their goals, you know. Yep. Click into it, and it was just all dudes making out with girls like up against the wall like legs up like just like rolls rain christian like christian parents christian parents like i've been in the trenches with them they have they they have everything down yeah they've are orthodox solid reformed pretty much you know like solid like you know and your pin in your daughter's pinterest board is pictures of just guys and girls making out something's something's wrong there like something's wrong there and you know that's the stuff that just gets me like bummed out you know like i know how hard it is i'm fighting every day trying to raise my kids figure things out even because it's because once you know what to do you have great people around you yeah it doesn't change that you're still always right. trying to figure out I how think, the heck do I be a better father and yeah. husband and then a kid and like it's it's a like it's not it's not just this thing you just let other people do. Right. Cuz they will. Yeah. They're happy to do it. There's plenty of people happy to raise your daughters. They're just waiting, you know? Like they're just they're just sitting there. They can't wait until your daughter's got that great little picture on Instagram. They just can't wait. Of like, some dance, oh, on her way yeah. to some dance with like, some dude. Oh, look at that. You know, is that the pastor's daughter? Look at that. It's a lot of stomach. She's in great shape. You show it. Yeah. I, you know, and it's, it's the... Uh, and, and, by, and by the way, and the dudes they're always with in those photos are like the weakest... Curly-headed guy. Little just wussy guys. Okay. And, and, and so the thing is, is you might think like, well, clearly that dude's not the predator dude. And yeah. It's like, and this is the thing. You got these wussy little Christian dudes who are going with these, you know, beautiful little Christian girls with these dances all dolled up, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I'm with you. That dude's not doing anything to your daughter. I get it. But she's not she's not concerned about him. She's making a play way beyond that dork. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like and everyone's like, "Look, dude, like look yeah. at Jason. He's a great dude at church taking my daughter." Yeah. Like yeah. he's so funny. Yeah. You know, it's like, "Oh my goodness." So, I think if there's a lo- there's going to be a significant amount of people who, when they heard you say, pastor's daughter showing midriff, right. 
Well, Darren, I mean, that's, I feel like that's a bit more of like a lighter gray area mm-hmm. to like speak into that with okay. any kind of authority seems like a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's sure. a little like, I wish you would, we don't know though. Right. You know, we don't, what do we know about their family and like. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all of a sudden, like these sabotage plays get run. Right. Oh, yeah. In, in like oh, defense yeah. of. Right. Well, and again, it kind of goes back to the first thing. I, I just like I just don't like the way categories are kind of pinned in regards to the correct things. I mean, it's yeah. like because you, you can always set that up. Like Darren, come on. I'm sure we we can all agree that there's Christian boys right now who are looking at porn, doing that thing. But look, and this right. curly headed guy, I bet he's a night. I bet he right. And but what if he's looking at porn? Like, are you telling me that that guy can't eventually grow up to be a good right. dude? And there we go. he deals with that. And you know what? And he marries your daughter. And and like, I mean, heavens, Darren. Me growing up, you know, right, right, exactly, right, you know, and um, and you're like, well, no, like, yes, like, yes, like, I, I, I agree that that category does exist, you know, but what, but what we're talking about here is okay, but while we're playing the game and while we're in it and while we're sort of, you know, okay, it's here, is there just preference in the way that we want to be playing the game? Do I want my daughter to be learning how to be that girl on the bus that you described earlier? Yeah. You know, or do I want her not to be? Right. Does God save both and redeem both? Absolutely. But I'm asking, you know, which one do I prefer? Would I prefer my daughter looking like this on Instagram or looking like this on Instagram? It's not does does is God bigger than both options, right? Right. Yes. When you're only thinking in terms of baseline, yeah. does God save them or not? Well, it's like, well— obvious i mean of course and like jesus had women of ill report in his lineage well this is why you shocked me last time we talked because i was honestly i had i had no idea that 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 there was a group of christians out there reformed christians who did not like the term obedience like i was shocked right i just was like wait wait what are you talking about like you had to educate me that there's a group of people that are really offended by the word obedience yep they are they'll probably listen to your chalk Knox episode I mean, I think that it's being hunted right now. So. Okay. Well, and I was shocked, and you and you really had to inform me. Like, people don't like that word. So again, you said, let's say you had a minute with that pastor, right? His yeah. daughters, right? And if he just said, "Well, Darren, I mean, we're not saved by midriffs alone," right? You know, like people with midriffs and not midriffs get saved, right? What is it? I mean, and and it's like a total and category miss. Jobs in the back of the bus are saved. They're also saved, right? Like, yeah. Of um, like, so we like play that game all day, right? And so it's all somehow, and I think Christians very strategically have built the end around from obedience. I, I kind of get the other cliche, nominal, yeah, evangelical, like. I mean, we love Jesus and we get it all that, but we're in Texas and we show our, you know, we show our midriffs and we go to Texas for and hey, what? games and we like Footloose, all right? You know, you yeah, know? <laughs> and we, you know, and our shirts are really tight, you know, yeah. for our girls, you know, and you know, like, and we got the Daisy Dukes on, like, we're, we're Texas, we're Texas, you know, and everyone's kind of into it because it's like, yeah. look, the girls look hot, but they're into Jesus yeah. and it's right. cool and they're into fidelity, but yeah. they still look all hot and dolled up and like, and they're kind of everyone's getting this weird. Yeah. Best of like I I almost kind of get that world more yeah than this reformed like oh, we have it all figured out we're gonna talk about the solas but we're gonna talk about the solas and we're also gonna use that to justify how our daughters look moral clarity and authority seems like way riskier 
than sola clarity. Right. Oh, yeah. No, oh, like I said, and you've really opened my eyes because I didn't really know what this kind of what this divide was in regards to why people hate Moscow so much, you know, like in the reformed camp world. I could see why people would not like Doug Wilson and different things. Sure. Like he could rub them the wrong way. Like, okay, cool. Right. You know, like, I get it, you know. Um, but when when it's this theological kind of, you know, nitpicking, that's when I was like, whoa. You know, to kind of bring it back to what we started talking about was I wanted to be in a community um, because I didn't trust myself. I wanted to be in a place where I felt there were people that I could trust. This is God's world, and and he says that fools have the ability to come before God and say, I'm ignorant, I don't know anything, Lord, give me knowledge. And to me, that's that great, you know, whether it's free will, predestination, you know, ignorance, knowledge, like that's the way God's made the world. It's like it works a certain way. And for me, it was like coming to Moscow, Idaho was – was just that I did not trust myself. I didn't want to be the smartest guy in the room anymore because I'd read all these great books and I could answer every apologetic question. And, you know, um, and, and in a lot of ways, it's not, it's not trying to be mean or picking on anybody. Um, but the last 20 years um, has only revealed four, three or four heroes of the faith in, in our Christian world. Like on the field right now. Which was Sproul. Okay. Who's gone. Yeah. Okay. MacArthur, who I think is having an unbelievable last act. Didn't yep. see it coming. Okay. <laughs> John Piper. Who I think he's just, he's just going to be gone one day. Yep. You know? And we're going to have a lot of great things to look back on with, with Piper. But it's kind of like a... It's like, when is it? Piper's going to be gone. It's like, whoa, it's weird. Like, Piper's gone. Dude, I love Piper. Yeah. Piper, I like Piper. That one thing about God, you know, you know, Christian hedonism. Right. You know, uh, and there's Driscoll. And Driscoll, to me, um, the reason why I connect with Driscoll so much is because I think that was the best I was going to become was, was, was a Mark Driscoll. And that's, that's the best you can attain right now is the Mark Driscoll. And I'm looking at the field, just like people look at their sports heroes. Yes, yep. I say, who do they want to be? That's what people do. Right. Okay. For me, it was looking at people like this. Yeah. Right. And I don't think I could be a sprawl, you know. Um, Piper, it's a little too emotional for me. Yeah. Bouncy. You know. Um and I think with MacArthur, it's a little too, it's a little too, you know, but, but I like MacArthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like MacArthur, yeah. but I'm not going to be MacArthur. I need, I need a little, I need a little more, I need a little more party, you know? Yeah. I look at Driscoll. And like I said, and Driscoll is like, man, that's burning hot. Yeah. Driscoll. <laughs> yeah. And then it just goes and it's over, just done overnight. Yeah. Gone. Our brightest stars. Obliterated. Yeah. And during that whole time, I didn't want to be any of them. I looked over. I saw Doug Wilson. And I said, I like that dude. Because all the trappings with everybody else, I didn't see. Yeah. And so 
I have no problem. People want to pick their sports hero, what sure. they like. I looked at Doug Wilson. I'm a Holmes. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and I could go deeper on that, but I looked at Doug Wilson. I looked at what was the trajectory from a Rush Dooney right. all the way to a Wilson, and why is Wilson different? Why is Doug Wilson? But if you look at the trajectory from the Rush Dooney, I can trace all the way to Doug Wilson and why it flows from Rush Dooney to Doug Wilson and why I think Doug Wilson will be the only one who carries that that reformed, you know, because Rush Dooney, very similar. People thought Rush Dooney was just a jerk. Yep. Go Google Rush Dooney and listen to him talk. Like the sweetest, like sweetheart. Just, just sweetheart, you know. Again, came from a completely different era. Yeah. I mean, but so from Rush Dooney, I draw my line from Rush Dooney to Wilson. And I say, okay, I want to play this game. And I look at Wilson and I go, and he, because you have to have a game plan. You have to be looking at somebody. And so I'm looking at Doug Wilson. Right. Play the game. I'll learn to play the game. Like I will evolve within it and be me. But you have to look at something. The Apostle Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate people. Stop being this original. Like Just dude, look at something. Imitate it. All right. I look at Doug Wilson. That's where my eye is at. Because I evaluated everybody else. That's what I'm looking at. And so... And, and who Doug Wilson is, it's also who Jim Wilson is, but that creates Moscow, Idaho. Right. It will transform, and the DNA of Doug Wilson and Jim Wilson will be whatever that is with, you know, when, when you keep multiplying, eventually the gene gets diluted and all that, and, it, and it'll be something different in 20 years and 30 years and 50 years. But that's why I get so excited about Moscow, Idaho, I think. That's why you want to be here. You you want to be here, not because it's about Doug Wilson. It's because the seeds that were planted here, I think, have the best, um, have the best, you know, possibilities. Have the just the best. Like this is, and it's just starting. This yep. is just soil, and so that's my take on why I like being in Moscow, Idaho, and why I think people should come here. And I'm not trying to convince anybody, but those who are going to come, if and they hear this, they're, they're going to know why, you know. And the thing is, is in this community, I'll, and I'll end with this, okay. unless you have more. In this community, when you get here, one, you're needed. And, and two, you now change the entire community. When, when people come here and they get involved, they now change the entire community. And that's what we need because that is the gospel. So it's almost like I'm kind of sick and tired of all this talk about how do we export Moscow somewhere else. I'm saying export yourself here. Come here. Yeah. Plant yourself here and see what you can do and how you can add here. But it's, you know, and there's, and I, you know, and I've seen people move here, myself included, in the first year or two felt like, I think I'm dying, you know, and, and. Um, I think I'm dying. <laughs> I think it was Nancy Wilson that, that that brought up that point that when you when you take when you uproot a plant and you replant it, it looks dead for a while. And so I I always think about that, you know, and I go, yeah, okay, it's that's that's the Christian life. It's death and resurrection. Darren Doan. It's great to be here again. 
Thank you so much, man. My uh, second time. (laughs) (laughs) Big weekend. It's kind of like a oh. Big weekend. We couldn't we couldn't make it out without. Big weekend. I called Boss Root and I said, Boss, who's going to win this? this What did he say? What did he say? Connor within two rounds. Whoa! It is. It is. Here's the thing, man. Everybody. Because look, he said, look, the only people that beat Connor are people that can get him to the ground on some level. Yeah. And he said, Cowboy just stands there. Does not have head movement. and, And it works on some level, but. He said, Connor's just got that long reach and will just throw bombs to a head that's not bobbing. He goes, I, I don't see him getting out of the first two rounds. Love both guys. It's tragic the one has to lose. But I think you're right. What Tony did to our guy, Cowboy, and then what Justin Gagey did. I mean, both times, he's just, he doesn't move. He's, he's not moving. You know, there's just a lot of like, I mean, if you remember Tony, he, he, the fight where his eye Got yeah, big. Well now, well, now you remind me about Tony. And <laughs> that's in April. About, and, now, and now that I think about Tony, like, it's so funny. Like, Tony's so beyond both of them. I know. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, Tony. Like, so, so I feel like this is good. We, we have to get rid of both of them because we need to move into the El Kukui. Is it El Kukui? Yeah, El Kukui. It's the, the boogeyman. We've got to get to the El Kukui era because, and then he has to take out Khabib. And then we have to start this new, this new era, whatever it is, because I think the McGregors are done, the Cowboys are done. We have to get into 2020 with what in the world does MMA look like? It's a different place, dude. And it's a different place, and El Kukui is what that's going to look like. And it's nuts. He's been around forever. Yeah. Anyway, big, big weekend. Um, I thought it's funny because weekends are kind of tough with the family doing things. Yeah. Uh, I've not had an event in a while. It's been a long time. And by the way. I was thinking, like, maybe I should call the jail. Oh, no. And I thought, get, get a bunch of guys together. It's been a while since I've done it. But then I thought, maybe I call Jake and just have Jake. And I thought, would that be weird? Then I thought, but that would be a good kind of weird. <laughs> and me and you just watched it. That would be, I mean, I would love it. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Why not you would? Okay. <laughs> okay. Darren, I, I thought we've, I, yeah, thank I you for saying no, that so on the air. I'm trying to figure out, because then, pe- then people hear about Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I, I, we can't do just us this fight, unfortunately. Okay. okay. You think we should get a few more people? Well, I know I, there's a certain amount of. Are you bringing all your weird friends then? Well, I'm not saying I have to. Right. I'm okay with you're like, no. Nah, right, yeah. That I'm fine with that. But I do, unfortunately, I have like a. Do you guys watch it together? Yeah. So with you comes how many people? Ren. Ren watches? He's Asian. He is Asian. Um, I call him Ren Sauce. Uh, yeah. Ian. That, Ren Sauce put that sauce on those wings and he was at Tapped. Oh, oh yeah. Ren Sauce. Tapped, I think, is... They miss Ren. They miss Ren. Um, Ian Angerbretson. Okay. Um, probably a James. Okay. Where do you guys watch it at? Usually my place. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen pictures of your place, though. It's kind of... Okay. Yeah, it's saying. pretty nice. Yeah. It's not like a it, separate. It seems dark. Not not like dark spiritually. It seems like is there a lot of light in your place or no? There's not an overhead light. Okay, that's weird. I think I texted you at night one time. I know. It was that, nighttime. That wasn't fair, and that and that wasn't fair to judge. But maybe it was your feet and Netflix and. I totally regretted. Yeah. What I say you that. So night. you plus how many people is your crew? Four four tops. You plus four. Yeah. You plus four, so it's five people. 
So you're Chris not Salah. coming to my house for epic Irish whiskey, which I always get the best Irish whiskey when we watch McGregor fight. You're saying that if I invite you over, you're not going to bail on your bros. I'm not going to bail. Unbelievable. I know. I'm strapped with them. Wow. Especially for a big one like this, man. It's hard to. It's hard to like. There, there could be one where I. Right. This is a big one. Right. It's right. it's big. Well, you. <laughs> okay, don't do Fair this. Enough. No, you don't. That's good. I I can respect that. I. It would be I tough for me that. to bail. It would be. That would be a tough ask. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Thanks, Darren Dunn. You got it, man. Thank you.